Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the next episode of the Brew Detroit podcast. We have two very special guests today. I'll have them introduce themselves because they uh, uh, will know way more about themselves and how they want to do that than I will. So uh, wait, introduce yourself first. You always forget. I was just <laughs> I was just about to do that. I don't believe you. <laughs> I'm lying. I wasn't going to do. That. I know. I am Dave Seacott, director of sales and marketing for Brew Detroit, uh, and the co-host with. Hi, Seth I'm Zach. Clark. As always, yep. Uh, for the Broody Dry podcast, and uh, we'll, I'll start to my left so we can go this way and go ahead and introduce cool. yourself. Thank you guys for having me here Hell and us yeah. here. Yeah, um, so I'm Bart Baker. I'm the Siren of Stout on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, basically anything, TikTok. Um, I am also the president of Fermenta, the newly minted president of Fermenta. I'm very excited about that. That's you know. So I've been president for January, February, March. April, four months. Well, congratulations. Wow, yeah. it's gone by fast. <laughs> it's like I just was voted in last week. We are so lucky to have her. So lucky. Um, and what else do I do? I'm kind of like, well, somebody what said, on a, well, somebody <laughs> said yeah. I was like an influencer, and I was like, mm. I don't think so. My, my whole goal is to, or my mission, being the siren of stout or being me, is to get women and people of color into beer and have them be as welcomed and as comfortable in this space as I've always been. So that's sort of my thing. Hi everyone, I'm Annette May, Advanced Cicerone BJCP Judge and Certified Sake Professional. And I'm just going to point out to Dave, I know how to pronounce your last name. You now. do? I never knew if it was C-code or if it was the Italian pronunciation. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. It's awesome. You're welcome. So <laughs> I just call you Brew Detroit Dave to Yeah, my that's husband, totally fine. I that's don't totally like to mispronounce people's names. I'm a lot anyway. of things to a lot of people. <laughs> it doesn't. It does so, okay. So um, I've been in the beer biz for about 27 years, part of it in Chicago and the rest of it here. Um, I have a funny accent I'm from Australia just FYI and um, I'm on faculty at uh, Schoolcraft College in their brewing and distillation technology program. I teach uh, a lot of Cicerone kind of stuff. Um, I also do a little bit of work for the Cicerone certification program and I am the scholarship director for um, Fermenta as well. So I guess that's enough about me. Yeah, I'm good. glad you let her go after. Because it almost I'm feels like, that. have you ever heard Jay-Z talk about when he let DMX go before him yes. one time? I, every time I hear that, I die laughing. So basically, she's, she's DMX, she's DMX. Yes. and I'm Jay-Z. I have no idea what these people are talking about. It's, uh, it just, it's a good thing that you went last. It's a good thing that you went, yeah. The reference is correct. I, I will yeah. just... Leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so Bob is awesome. And, and, and I'm, yes. I'm sorry, I, you know, okay. I'm going to interrupt and talk yeah, too much. You can, but, yeah, um, absolutely. You know, I hate the term influencer. I really hate it. But, you know, if we could come up with another term, that's kind of what she is in such a great, great way. Um, I just don't like that term. Yeah, so I don't we either. need to come up yeah, with something in, special for Bob. This, this group that uh, people have this, uh, this idea of what an influencer is nowadays. But I, but I think, too, though. but it's but like, it's different though, right? Like yeah. influencers are trying to get you to try a certain thing, a certain brand, think a certain way. Yeah. You're welcoming people. It's like it's like an ambassador is better yeah. than ambassador. Yeah. That's well, I like that, yes. right? Because I mean, I know what you mean when you talk about influencer, and a lot of times, especially these days, influencers are connected to dollars. It's it's what people do for a living, yeah. and this is oh, not, I want dollars too. Right? Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm not oh, trying to stop you. I'm there, not trying. Get paid. <laughs> Saying, but I just feel like it's like they're doing things for likes. Like they're doing things for like me, look at me. And that's never why yeah. I did it. I mean, I love this industry. I love beer. I love the people that I've met. I've been so lucky since from the beginning to only sort of run into 
really cool people who have been like, we're glad you're here. Stick around. So that's well, that's but, hey. but check out her Instagram up. because she has the most amazing little videos <laughs> and it's all about beer and she does it in such a brilliant way. I just watch her videos and, you know, it will teach you or they will teach you a lot of stuff. It's like a circle yeah. jerk. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who's next? Uh, yeah, who's, uh, Tommy, you want to say anything back there? You good? Oh. All right. Uh, we so love you too. Getting into, <laughs> getting into uh, you know, we're talking about uh, Schoolcraft and the, the Cicerone program. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but is it true that you are the first female in the U.S. to get the Cicerone certification? Um, that is actually true. The program started in 2008 yeah. and I was the first female to attain the certified Cicerone certification. Oh, it it okay. was in the US because it's a US-based program, right. but it was also like I was the first one in the world. Oh, in the world, well, even better. You know, which is kind of silly because yeah. it's you know a US right, program, sure. right, so correct. it pertains to But both. still, I mean, uh, that's, yeah. a, that's um, the way I would explain it. But I, I do just want to point out there, you know, there's nothing special about being a female Cicerone. We're all Cicerones. Sure. Yeah, we all correct, work together. Right. Yeah. The thing that um, I took out of it and what I thought was really cool was at that point I really started mentoring other women right. and said, you know, yeah. you can do this too. So that's why it was important. And I think, uh, I, I don't know a long, I can't remember how far back it was, but the first time I met you was when my mother-in-law was putting on uh, an event and she got all the... the it was in Birmingham. Yeah, or something. It was yeah. in that nursery place. Uh, it was, yes. That's that was the right. first time I met you in person, at least. Uh, I think we had said hello or something like that along the line somewhere, right? So, like, actually being able to sit down, or not stand up, I guess, and serve beer to other people and watch you go through uh, basically, you know, the off-flavor thing, right? So, like, in, you taught people how to basically uh, examine their beer and what they, how they're smelling and what it is. Like, if your nose is plugged up, like, can you actually taste, uh, you know, the beer and stuff like that? And I think what you did was is you had the, the cinnamon... Little candy did things. Did I do the jelly beans? You did, yeah, okay. you did. So I like I. I've done that. I saw that. <laughs> I saw you do that. I was like, wow. They're like, so I was learning. I was really early in my my craft beer journey as well. You know, I didn't have, wasn't at a brewery yet. I was trying to manage like a, an off brand and stuff like that 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 helped breweries, but I wasn't at an actual brewery. So like, I was it was pretty early on when I was trying to learn all this stuff, and that was a huge eye opener. And I was like, I am, and I've always said like there was you. And then I uh, had another coworker. Uh, her name was Isla. Is Isla? Um, and uh, f- between you two, I learned more about beer uh, from you two than anybody else, uh, just wow. from paying attention to the stuff that you guys were doing. So thank you. Um, yeah, it was just like brief conversations about home brewing and you know doing that event with you, uh, and I thought that was pretty cool. So segue into uh, you know almost like the the Cicerone program, and like if you want to talk about you know off flavors or like, you know, uh, tasting your beer, looking at your beer and and what are you looking for in those types of things? What, uh, what, or are you trying to not look for in those types of things? Right. So I'm going to take it back and sort of, you know, get to a sort of a simpler point. So beer is often misunderstood, um, by many people. And I think undervalued a little bit too. Um, a lot of people do, you know, people like what they like and dislike what they like. There's never a right or wrong for that. But a lot of people, say they don't like beer and what I found just you know with doing this for such a long time is that they miss a lot of the qualities of the beer by not actually drinking it like in the correct manner and I don't like to sort of you know be going you know teacher and you're doing it wrong kind of thing (laughs) but 
just, you know, the simple thing like pouring it into a glass like changes the flavour of the beer. I'm all about experiencing the beer in the best possible way to showcase the brewer's art, because it is an art, and also for the consumer to get the best experience from their beer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, picking up all the different flavours. So I like to start off with, I want you to taste the beer, you know, pour it into a glass, um, let out some of the carbonation because, you know, otherwise that does change the flavour of the beer if you keep all the carbonation in the beer. Um, but the other thing is too, you know, it just fills your stomach with gas and then you burp a lot. <laughs> um, it makes beer taste a little more bitter. It doesn't allow you to taste some of the more subtle flavours if you drink it ice cold out of a bottle. So pouring it into a glass and I like to teach people about recognise the flavours and liken them to Food flavours. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you like to eat? You know, do you like to eat toast? Well, taste this red beer. It's got a toasty flavour. Do you like to drink coffee? We'll taste this porter or stout. It tastes like, you know, bitter chocolate or coffee. You know, do you like spicy food? Um, do you like to bake? Do you like cinnamon and cloves? Okay, taste this half a bites and it's got this nice little cinnamony clove flavour in it. Yeah. So that's how I like to approach it. The off flavour thing sort of comes later. You know, sure. you, need, you need to understand what right. your beer should taste like before you can understand what you beer shouldn't taste. Gotcha. Right so on. So I'm not yeah. sure, did that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I had uh. something to throw in there too, like what you're talking about with undervaluing beer. I think a lot of people undervalue beer and they overvalue wine. So when with a beer, with the wine, you know you want to put it in a glass. You know you will. You, you don't drink wine right out the top. At, at, I mean, the usually. Usually. Ice cold. <laughs> yeah. Usually. You know, Let's yeah. grab this $50 bottle of red wine and chuck it out the bottle ice cold. Yeah, everybody... You, Everybody drinks wine how it's supposed to be drank. You know, either it's yep. a cold one, it's a hot one, and, and you always put it in a glass. With beer, people just see it and go, okay, I'll drink it out of the top. Or it won't be the right temperature. And right. then when they go, well, it doesn't taste like it should, they go, well, it's because of the beer, not because I didn't value it like we do yep. wine. Yep. Um, one of the things I tell people is, you know, the first time you, when they're like, I don't like beer. first I'll go, um, so the first time you had wine, the first time you drank a Merlot, did you love it? No. Oh, okay. The first time you had white Zinfandel, which is a lot of people drink that, you know, did you love it? No, I, okay. So you kept drinking it, you kept drinking it, Mm. and then you started liking it. Your palate started opening up to it. And then they'll go, oh, same thing about beer. And then they'll change their minds. One of the, um, one of the things that I learned, uh, uh, from, uh, Renee Greff, uh, when I was over at Arbor was that, uh, I was at the the point where like I wasn't really into sours, like I, I had tasted a couple and I wasn't super excited about them. So uh, she was just like, "You have to drink a certain amount before you can start to appreciate it, and you just have to keep drinking it and tasting it, and then you'll find one." Which I already knew that, uh, especially like IPAs, like early on, like oh, I, was, yeah. I was drinking like Reds and uh, Ambers and uh, Lagers and and. And all that stuff before I got to, you know, getting into IPAs and stuff like that. It took Mm -hmm. forever, right? So um, shout out to Renee Greff for that uh, piece of information that I've followed. We we (laughs) miss those guys. Yeah. They're currently in transition from um, India back to Portugal, I think. Yep. I think. I can't confirm that, but uh, I know that they're back and forth, right? So. uh, One thing on that that you said again, my last point of interjecting. No. I remember I went to an Irish pub maybe 20 years ago. I don't know. I was traveling a lot because I used to do auto shows and a whole, I had a whole nother life. And um, I went to an Irish pub and I was like, well, I'll have um, an amber or something like that. And he yep. goes, well, last year, you ever have a Guinness? My Irish accent's <laughs> terrible, but that's the best I can do. Not bad. And, um, and I was like, no. And I go, ah, I don't think I want one of those. And he was like, oh. It's a dark beer and <laughs> it's scary. I know. I was like, I don't think I want that. And he was like, oh, you should try it. And I was like, but. 
I, I but I don't want to try it. And I was like, <laughs> I probably won't like it. He goes, well, here's the thing. If you have three Guinnesses, you will love it. So I will give you one today, <laughs> yeah, and the see? next time, after your third one, you will love it. And so he was right. I went, yeah. I had that one. The next time I went to a different place, went to an Irish pub, had another one, third yeah. time, I was like, I'm in love. Yep. So love Guinness, but I'm also going to interrupt again. I hope this is all right. This is an so interrupt. We're having you can that say you whatever said, you want, Dave. About yeah. you know not liking sours and then not liking IPA. Yeah. And I'm going to point out here that um, if you understand what's in your glass, this sure. helps. Like for yeah. instance, IPA. IPAs have the most amazing aroma and flavor. Yeah. They're not just about bitterness, but you have to teach people. Yeah. To look for that. You yeah. know, show them a little bit of sniffing technique. So you know, like I, I can't tell you how many people I have given IPA to and said, uh, you know, I want you to smell this. What does it smell like? And blah, 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 the whole thing. And, you know, mm. without being too complicated, just to, just to teach them that IPA smells like fruit a lot of the time and it's nice. And the same thing with sour. Sour, sour bees are just not sour. You know, teach people about them. You know, like it's the difference between, say, vinegar and, um, you know, and yogurt. They're a different kind of sourness. Yeah. And there's so many things that... Just that little bit of understanding and pouring it into a glass and that little bit of education about what you're tasting, you know, makes people understand and hopefully enjoy the beers a little more. So then how do you normalize the education? And I think a lot of breweries do a really good job of this, whether it's, you know, using the right glass for the right beer. But, you know, you mentioned going to a place, the way I look at it is there are some places still that treat beer like beer. doesn't matter what it is. I'm not going to say where I was, but I was drinking 16-ounce um, I was drinking 16-ounce hop slams out of a plastic, like, Pepsi. Nice. And it was, and it was, the, and it, was the, <laughs> yeah. it was the same price. Was it $3? Yes, it was the same price. <laughs> and, so, and so that's okay because I know what hop slam tastes like, but that's not the right no. way to present it to anybody. And if you're at a place like that, likely they're not serving a ton of it. They have no idea what they have. They were to you. Correct. Oh, you kidding me? They had to pull me out of there. Court order. I'm still chained to the... But how do we normalize some of the things you're talking about? I know that for us it seems simple, but like putting things into a glass, letting it get to the right... I think a lot of times with stouts, I can't taste anything. It's just dark. Yeah, yeah. How cold uh -huh. is it? Yeah. Let it warm up it's a little. Freezing cold. So right? how how do we get over how do we get over that for for the average? I don't want to say the average person, but for the non serious beer drinker, do you think? So it's all a lot of it seriously, and there's you know many different ways, and I'll just talk one of them. A lot of them is education at the retailer level, at the you know server education, mm. which also starts with manager education. Um, you know, the best thing you can seriously do is walk into a brewery tap room or a bar and have your server explain to you yep. what you're about to get. You look up on a beer board and it says you know like you know, Lichtenhainer, or, right. you know, whatever. It's huh? Baltic Porter. What, what, what is that? <laughs> if you've got an educated server that can say, this beer tastes like chocolate or coffee, and it can be as simple as that. But again, that also starts with mm. manager education. Yep. You know, Hop Slam, and again, a server, a responsible good server will know that Hop Slam has, I think it's 10% alcohol. So they do not pour it into 20-ounce <laughs> pints, nor, you know, I mean, look at the profit loss on that. Yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's, that's bit, what kills me. Now right? I need to know where this place is at. I know. <laughs> <laughs> when we're done, I'll tell you. But, but that's, that's the other thing, too, is that they have no idea. And again, this is education. They have no Server education. Oh, I almost want... base level. Or where's their distributor? Yeah. Saying, hey. Yeah, that's... well. Maybe. So yeah. go, going off of that, the Hop Slam, like I just found uh, one of our accounts um, that uh, has depth on. Uh, but is also serving them in 16-ounce shaker pints, and that's 15%. 
So, oh my goodness. So, I've and I've heard about yet. like I need to go here. I've heard about yeah, we need Bur- to make a list of these places. <laughs> <laughs> Bourbon County has I've seen places with Bourbon County and 16 ounce shaker pints I've for $47. I mean like what and let me say no, this: I have a, in New Orleans. I I saw that a lot. I was like, I'm yeah. in heaven. See, this is just great. Yep. And oh, that's, not for me. I would die. I was going to say, keep like drinking, such. you might end up in heaven. <laughs> yeah, right. Such, yeah. Yeah. But you know, like education. When I said server education, mm. yeah. somebody has to teach the server. Yes. And a really good place to start is distributor and brewery sales reps. Yeah. Yeah. So they can yeah. point out to from to management and to servers yeah. that you don't serve my fifteen percent beer because yeah. look how yep. much money you're losing. And it's dangerous. Yes. Yeah. 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 That too. There's there's a lot of things why why you don't want to do that. But that that's a good you're talking about sixteen ounce shaker pints and stuff like that. Like, do you does anybody else have uh, an issue like I do with shaker pints? I don't know if. I, you know, they're, they're, they're not the best for beer, but they're sure. better than plastic cups with mm-hmm. ridges in them, and they're yeah. better yes. than no glass yeah. at yeah, there all. You go. But right. they, they are not the best for beer. Sure. Yeah. But, you know, like there's economics at the bar level and storage areas because people stack them. Don't stack beer glasses. They build up crud between them. Um, so, yes, yes. I, you know, <laughs> while I don't despise them and I won't sort of yell. Sure. There are better options. Yeah. Some places you just you get what you get. I mean, yeah, I went sure, exactly. back yeah, to my university for a track and field alumni reunion, yeah. and they now have craft beer there, which is and it's actually really good. Um, in my head, I was like, "How good is this going to be?" And I don't know why I thought that because a lot of the smaller breweries in Ohio that I've been to have been phenomenal. Yeah. It's like these people were born to do this. So you mentioned Jackie uh, O's in one of your Jackie O's was well, I've great. I've not been there. I've heard so many good things about them. Yeah, it's excellent. Their beer is excellent, and they have them all in you know the Shaker glasses, the yeah, pint yeah, glasses, sure. yeah. and some of them are a little higher in alcohol and or whatever. But every, I will say, everything, no matter what I got, whether it was you know a nine percent IPA, whether it was a lager, it was three dollars. <laughs> See, that's yeah, excellent. I, I mean, I cried just tears. Of, I just left that place. This is the greatest day of my I, life. I, I'm <laughs> going to point out that even more important than the actual shaker pint yeah. is having a beer clean shaker pint. Yeah. If you have right. a beer clean yeah. shaker pint. Then, sure. you know, it can still maintain some nice foam on the top, which is important, uh-huh. et cetera. Yeah. And uh, a proper pour. Yeah, I don't think uh, I don't think we have any. That's pretty much all I have at home, too. So <clears throat> when I say I have a problem with them, I need to clean out my cabinets. <laughs> and I was just trying to look for a little bit of, like, back to be like, yeah, you should get rid of those shaker bites. But, I mean, it's fine. They're, maybe you want, clean. maybe you want, there's this, like, I can't, it's, it's actually called the Pretentious Glass Company. It's yeah. um, actually, in, I think it's on Etsy. But they have this thing called Great Big Set of Pretentious Beer Glasses. <laughs> <laughs> and these things are hilarious, and they're about fifty dollars each. And they have these really strange. Uh, just have a look at that. Yeah, right sure. Look at this. So maybe you could fill your cabinets with maybe I could great big set of pretentious beer glasses. <laughs> I will you. say I can't drink out of shaker glasses at home, and I don't know. Maybe it's like when I'm at home and I'm having a legit drink. Yeah, I'm big on how things look visually. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. when I serve no, food to sure. my family, and now they're spoiled because if something doesn't look right, if something is like it should be this brown and not this brown and it's funny because i'll tell my kid when it's a little too brown i'll go well that's my yard reaction you should know that like stop complaining so now she can say it she'll go is this my yard reaction on these chicken nuggets like, that's so awesome. very good yes but yo know, i so i I'll use tulip glasses like for everything because i like the way they look i like the way they you know it looks in the it just you know and yeah. it just tastes different to me so well, i have shaker glasses but i've 
I've never pulled them out. So it's that's not the only glass I have. So I'm not going to pour depth and make that same mistake into a 16-ounce shaker pint. Uh, I have plenty of snifters and, and proper, you know, Pilsner glass and stuff like that. So that was just uh, yeah, I was yeah. on a soapbox. No, no need to. Um, it's too late. I, I know. Um, I was like. <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> going with that, is there uh, anything in beer, a uh, pet peeve that you guys have? One that sticks out and you're like, God, if only that didn't happen or... Whether it's beer or the industry or anything, really. So, like, one thing I don't like when she was talking about servers knowing stuff to kind of help people along because you can you can instruct people without patronizing them. Yes, yeah. That's one thing that I think kind of gets to me is if I am somewhere and it doesn't happen a lot um, because I maybe I look like I know a lot. So I when I'm somewhere and they start they kind of talk down to you a little and you're Mm. listening and you're like this sounds like it was rote like you just read this and you're saying (laughs) it to me and then they sort of direct the conversation to my husband who doesn't know anything and then it's like you know they'll come back with a stout they'll come back with a lager and they'll put of course a stout in front of him and that sort of thing so that's that can be like if that's my biggest pet peeve then we don't have real problems but yeah that sort of thing i think there's a way to instruct people and and help people along with their education as they're sitting there without you don't know you know or it's if, already intimidating enough don't if, if you're brand new like that kind of stuff will make you go right out the door it, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, i'll just take anything and then i'll just drink anything i mean i don't do that but i, I could see how people get overwhelmed and they'll like i'll just take anything and then they'll go back on untapped and go this beer was terrible because they didn't they shouldn't have ordered it they didn't understand sure. yep. it so so I've got two just really small ones. One's at a very big le- level, and, and it's an sure. ongoing thing, and we're all familiar with it. Beer sure. needs to be more in- – the, the industry needs to be more inclusive. Mm. Yes. And, you know, I'm not going to start talking about that, but that is a big, big sure. thing yes. with me. And getting it down to a much narrower level, please don't pour my beer with no foam on top. <laughs> there is nothing I dislike more than a beer-filled right to the top of the glass with no phone. And again, most servers think they are doing you a favour yeah. because sure. you're getting you a full up. class you're getting of beer. More beer. But it's actually changing the flavour and, and visually too. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, have you, has anybody ever, ever seen a beer ad, either on television or in a magazine, where the beer doesn't have foam on top? Of course top? not, mm-hmm. no. Never. Beer is supposed to have foam on top. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it changes the flavour of the beer in so many ways too. So that's my biggest peeve in the look. at a sort of a, a much yeah. narrower level. Yeah, the foam makes it look beautiful. Yes. You know, like yeah. it just has like this well, glistening look to it. Each, uh, you know, each beer has its own, you know, color of head and stuff like that. You get the ones that are like, you get a, a nice amber or red that has like that just like tan khaki mm-hmm. color to it or like a stout, a, a nitro has stout that has the yeah. brown. Yeah, it's like thick. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So it, it is very, it can be very pretty. Uh, just uh, that's actually one of the things that got me into beer is I started just taking pictures of beer and I was like, I really love looking at beer, yeah. So I should <laughs> try to stick around here. But I mean, you, she taught me your eyes eat first. Well, that's yeah. but that's it. That's it. You, you especially when you're. Uh, this is I get a little different when you're a tamper, I guess. But if you're in the store, I can't drink the beer until I buy it, yeah. and I can't buy it till I see it. And so the way things look absolutely matters, whether you're in the tamper room or in the store, because what else? I mean, it's your first. You know, it's your first everything. It's it's what you see. It's what you experience first, and if it looks gross. I'm already thinking gross. Yep. No, that's true. Yep, that's, yeah. you know, our eyes, do, they definitely set that stage yeah. and, and influence our decisions. So and influence, the they actually yeah. influence yeah. our flavor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in the to me, that that's enough. I mean, if you're already thinking something's not going to taste very good, it, it won't. It doesn't. It won't. It won't. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's true. So going into thinking about with how things taste and stuff like that, you guys just brewed a beer 
with uh, Bishop Hill, who's here at uh, Brew Detroit. Uh, we can Yay, get Bishop. Bishop uh, let's get her a chair over here yeah. real quick. Let's bring her in. And that way we can talk about the process and, you know, a little bit uh, for you guys. Um, I'll put this over here, too, so we can hear you. Yeah. Uh, so you are uh, actually one. Introduce yourself first. Um, Bishop Hill. Um, been here with you guys at Brew Detroit for um, about a about a year now. Yeah. Um, started on the packaging line. Um, instructed by uh, Annette May and many of her wonderful colleagues at Schoolcraft. Um, help out in the cellar, um, brew house, wherever they need me, wherever they'll let me. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everywhere you are, you are like the uh, what is it the the rover, right? So you're able to do pretty much go anywhere that you need to go. So you guys just brewed a beer together um, for International Women's Brew Day. Um, it was delicious. It's gone uh, oh, unless wow. unless uh, there's another it. keg somewhere. Yeah, you missed it. Yeah, well, I, was, I think when he came out, I, yeah. think I was in Florida working. So yeah, uh, I was. Uh, I was also in Florida, <laughs> but um, not working not, on not working. Else. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, I was also lots in Florida. of things weren't working. <laughs> but uh, very scary. Uh, that's when it came out, and uh, I was like, "Oh, or no, that's when you guys brewed it, right?" When I was in Florida, not when it came out. And we were trying to, you know, things things got in the way, and but we're we're here now. And I wish you would have had it because uh, I got to sam- I, Although I can't drink alcohol. Uh, I got to sample it, and it smelled and tasted phenomenal. Oh, what she was talking about, yeah. I was really interested in yeah. the whole, like, the tea thing. I was like, this is uh-huh. going to be delicious. Bishop, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, your your idea and how it came to be, and even go as far as talk about the name that we landed on as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I was given the opportunity to um, bring this, uh, bring anything to life, really, um, my first inspiration, I knew it was going to be coming out early spring. Um, I was heavily inspired by Black Rock's Honey Lavender Wheat. I had never had anything like that until I came up to Michigan. Um, it absolutely blew me out of the water. I love the floral um, and the honey and the wheat go so well together. Um, and growing up in the South, um, picking honeysuckles was one of my favorite activities as a kid. So um, I kind of used that floral inspiration we did um, a honeysuckle wheat, um, really light, 4%, um, clean, easy drinking. Yeah, I agree. And how about, uh, so there are a few different names that you were messing around with, and you gave me some options, and I chose the one that we landed on. But So there were a couple different options. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that stuff to you? Um, so to be honest with you, I don't even remember any of the other things <laughs> I proposed to you anymore. It was like, so it was like, um, it was like, uh, memory lane, uh, uh yes. was one of them. Uh, and then, uh, you started talking about the, the road that you grew up on. Yeah. Um, so I guess where we, we finally landed, um, the real inspiration behind it all, um, was, um, my childhood farm, um, and our activities that we had there. And uh, so it is Bishop Lane after um, the road I grew up on. Um, it's just a big dirt farm road. All my family lives on it. Um, my grandparents the were there. So, well, yeah, yeah, that was, of. of course, my next question. And I'm, what I've been wondering since <laughs> I saw the name. Yep. Okay. So um, the, na- the road was named after the family. My grandfather oh, okay. was Ray Bishop, um, and my grandparents had three girls. The name was going to 
marry out, and then they'd pass. There'd be no more bishops, so I got bishop. Um, as a person. As a, yeah, as, okay. an, as a name. Which is really badass, by the way. It's totally yeah. badass. <laughs> I'm going to join her rock band. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I so so I'm sure you have one, right? Rock band? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm uh, not very musically inclined. But. Yeah, so, so you should be the lead singer is what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, she told me the, the name. She was like, oh, you know, I grew up on... I think you said I grew up in Bishop Lane. I was like, that's the name of the beer. And she was like, I don't know if I was like, that's the name of the beer. That's It's got to be the name of the beer. It was uh, a little bit weird naming something after yourself. Well, I technically, I named it for you, and then <laughs> so you don't have to have that on your shoulders. Yeah. Uh, so when I, when I heard that, I was like, this is the, the proper name for this beer. So I'm glad it all worked out. It came out. People loved it. Um, it might be on. We can check when we go up there. Um, that way I can send you with a crowler. But, but I tried to pull it yesterday. Uh, and it was there was nothing there, so I don't know if they were just in the middle of switching or not. But um, yeah, uh, I'm glad you Perhaps guys. Perhaps we could point out this beer was brewed for an, an international project that happens every year to celebrate women. Yeah, International Women's Collaboration Brew Day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I, I'm well, not I, sure if we mentioned that earlier on, but anyway, you yeah. can always mention it again. Yeah, yes. always. Uh, and then we were saying that uh, it was truly international because uh, also Margaret, who is uh, mm-hmm. uh, one of our sales reps here at Brew Detroit, mm-hmm. she is from Poland, and uh, Annette, as she mentioned, is from Australia, mm-hmm. and uh, as foreign as it is, <laughs> Barb is from Ohio, so it's pretty, it's pretty good, right? So, um, yeah, so uh, I'm glad everything uh, turned out the way it did, and you guys did an amazing job on that beer, um, and I hope everybody who had a chance to try it loved it as well, which I think most of the feedback was. And if you didn't, suckers. Yeah, you missed it. <laughs> you're going you you're gonna, to hate me, Bob, because when I was when Mike and I came to get a pint at the bar, I got a crowler for Angie, and I didn't think about oh. getting one for you. Oh. So you can, you, know, you can beat me up afterwards. Yeah. Who's the president now? Today, <laughs> like right now. Yeah, that's perfect. Uh, that's a uh, that's a good. Uh, we we keep getting all these nice segues. So you bring up being the president, right? So you talked a little bit about Siren and Stout. Can you talk a little bit more? Both of you can do this too. But you are the new president uh, of Fermenta. Uh, so can you talk to us about Fermenta? What what does it do? Who who does it help? What's give us uh, give us your your in Info on Fermenta. Um, what's my info on Fermenta? Well, maybe, okay. You know, maybe Annette. Annette's been there longer. She's but you're the president. <laughs> <laughs> you just yelled about who the president was. I know, I did. And, but then I, then all of a sudden I was like, oh, no, Annette's been on the board right. from the beginning. I've gone too far. Presidents yeah, are also really good <laughs> at delegating. Much. That's true. So, <laughs> yes, we're uh, yeah. Well, I can show you the history and you can do, like, you know, Join Fermenter Push. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? Because like she's works. awesome at that. Yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I normally do the, the history, in the, but I have somebody who actually is the history. I you do. Know? I, I, although I was at the beginning and yeah. I did the newsletter, I yes. wasn't on the board. Yeah. So I yeah, wasn't privy to the secrets on the inside. Yeah. Just well, yeah, let's go with that so, then. Yeah. So we came together, a group of um, industry women in um, 2014. Um, the two initial women that started talking about it were Stacy and Pauline and... Uh, uh, you know, creating an organisation for for professional women in the beer industry. Uh, but the other thing was we didn't want to just um, just do beer. We wanted to do all the fermented beverages too because Michigan has a great wine industry. We mead, like the mead industry here, is huge. Apples, you know, cider because of our apples and a spirits industry too. And that was the reason we didn't open as a Pink Boots chapter. So um, I think a lot of people know Pink Boots. At mm-hmm. the time, Pink Boots were only beer. Um, they have now incorporated the other fermented. 
languages. So we did start our own uh, 5013C um, based on a you know sort of vaguely similar model to Pink Boots, which is empowering education and scholarship for women in the in the fermented beverage industries. So that was in 2014, and here we are all this time later. Um, and uh, it's anyway. Now I'll segue over to Bob. Well, one thing that makes us and I'm not sure what they're doing now. One thing that did make us different uh, from Pink Boots, which is why I joined Fermenta, in the, one of the many reasons why I joined Fermenta is you needed to have a good portion of your, um, like, like how you make your money in the industry. Yeah, you still do. And there was a, and okay. still okay. do. 20, okay. 25% of your income. And there's a lot of women who are interested in getting into it, but they're still teachers. They're still HR professionals. They're doing something else. Yeah. Or they're, they're home brewers. Or they're home know, brewers. They, yeah. Yeah. they may be extremely learned in the brewers. business. Right. They just are making their money somewhere else. People got to make money. So yeah. yep. what sort right. of drew me there was you had a lot of women who were extremely passionate and they still held down a different job. So okay. that's, you know, because I'm in entertainment and I wasn't in, I wasn't working in beer. I was still doing a whole bunch of entertainment stuff, which I still am, but... Um, so that's what attracted me to it, and and got and I think it's what get other gets other women into it, and that's what I really pushed is you don't have to make money. You can still be doing whatever you're doing, and be very serious and join us, and we will help you know get you to where you want to be if you want to do something here. We've had quite a few women start in different areas, and now they're brewers, other places, now they're sales reps because we helped encourage them, support them, give them tons of money, which I think for us only being here seven years, we've given, what, almost 25000 Yeah, almost $25,000 yeah. in scholarships. That's incredible. In, you know, seven years yeah. with just, you know, it's kind of very much a grassroots organization. It's just like five of us on the board. Yeah. Um, you know, just doing a lot of hard work. Yeah, so I really think that's phenomenal. There's just, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud that of that. Money. Yeah, I, that's what made me really be like, okay, I really want to get – in this as much as I can, because I can tell that the women here are serious about what they're doing. Um, they're serious about helping other women, women of all genres, all colors, just being very inclusive. Um, and I was like, yeah, I want to be a part of this as, yeah. you know, as much as I can. So I was the newsletter editor from the beginning. Then um, someone left for some other reasons, and then they invited me to be the vice president. Um, and then I was voted in as the president the next year. So nice. we'll okay. see. Yeah, right. <laughs> so what, where, um, all go up in if uh, <laughs> if somebody did want to join Fermenta, what's the best way to go about doing that? Uh, FermentaMichigan.org. So you can go there. Um, and I have no problem with people reaching out to me personally. Like okay. if you know me on, on any social media and you want to DM me and go, I you know take me through the steps or you want me to do the – Join for you. Yeah, I mean, as long as you send me the money. <laughs> sure. Of course. I have no problem doing the legwork because yeah. I am really passionate about women being supported by other women. I mean, yeah. that's really what has helped me um, probably feel so good about being here is I've been support and I've been supported by women of all colors, of all races, and that's just it's awesome. Yeah, and men too. Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, that's it's just as important for uh, for people who are in the industry already to start to, as Annette mentioned, start adopting that and adapting to, you know, uh, what the beer industry where where it should be and where it's hopefully headed. I mean, I'm we kind of have tunnel vision here a little bit because you know at Brew Detroit we're we're pretty we're pretty diverse and uh, you know and uh, women brewers and uh, people uh, of all races uh, in the back on production and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So 
that's very important to us. Um, we're opening a kitchen here pretty soon. Um, the same the same thing is happening with already hiring the staff yep. uh, up in the kitchen, right? Because um, especially where you guys are located, exactly. And that I mean, that's that always been ridiculous. my th- that's always <laughs> been my thing, right? So um, where are we? Um, we should be reflective of the community that mm-hmm. we're in, uh, and that is uh, thankfully. Uh, it was already like that before I got here three years ago, uh, and it's just uh, getting better uh, since I've been here. So yeah. I'm, yeah, like I'm very happy. Instead, like a lot of the DEI thing is now real popular right now, yep. which makes me wonder how long it's going to be in because it's trending sure. and popular. And so sure. when I encounter people who have been on that train and they, and it's it's not like their motto, like it's not we're here to. Get 12 black people in here. Like, their thing is, we want anybody who wants to be here, we want you to be here. Yes. And that's how they, when I when I encounter those people, I'm like, okay, like, those are people that that I, wa- that I want to, you know, align myself with. It's organic. It's natural. There's it's organic. no, it's like, it's like the movie Office Space where they had to wear 10 pieces of flair. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you don't have 10 on, you're not excited, right? So... I'm totally with you on that. The that it shouldn't feel structured or forced. It should just be open. Yeah. Not that there can't be help for other people. That again, you're talking about equality and equity, right? They're two different things. But yeah. I, I think again, you're talking about all right. We, we need to fill a quota, right? Yeah. Like that's what you don't want. That's, that's yeah. Uh, like that just, black see, feels dirty, like right? Like nobody. <laughs> see, yeah, it's not good. I, I just yeah. want one more thing about Fermenta. So, um, Fermenta membership is open to cis women and um, anyone identifying as a woman too. I just wanted to bring that up yeah, too. Good. So. Uh, and it's only $30 a year to join, and we do educational events. Admittedly, you know, since COVID, we haven't really got sure. back starting it up, but we're hopefully going to do a couple this year or at least one and scholarship. Um, oh, yeah. You know, in all the fermented beverage fields, from the, you know, the, the simplest scholarship, like March was, <coughs> excuse me, March was National Book Reading Month. Mm. Fermenter gave away $500 of books to anybody that applied. This yep, wasn't even... Normally apply. scholarships go to a committee and there's rubrics and blah, blah, right. blah. You know, this was just, hey, you want some books? Let us know. I'll send you books. It's great. $500 we just gave away. Yeah. So, yep. <laughs> or, you know, so we have scholarships down to really simple, like who, wants, who would like this one book, all the way up to, you know, full-blown courses in, in various mm. fermented beverages. And it's just $30 to join. Just thirty little dollars. That's it. Yeah, and I think we're gonna have a, a, a good amount of like, like because of the pandemic, we didn't have a lot of events. And to me, it, in order for me to stay enrolled in something, I have I have to be like this with you know I gotta sure. reach out and touch people. Yeah. I gotta see people. Um, so you start kind of okay. Well, we're not seeing people. We're not having events. Uh, who's the president anyway? She's kind of a loud mouth. So when I actually can meet people, which I met a lot of women at the Detroit beer fest yeah. and that was great that was i mean there was a woman i won't say her name she was so awesome um to me she's like a kid because i think she's like 21 but she was like i am so happy you're here she goes i've um admired you from the beginning you're so confident she said a whole bunch of stuff that i was like so, wait you're talking you're behind me like <laughs> you're my new favorite person, kid. So yeah. I think getting out, like when you when you're able to meet people and show them your personality, then they're like, yeah. I want to be a part of that group, which is why I joined Fermento. When I first met um, Stacy, like in person, I was like, this chick is for real. And then I remember She's meeting so awesome. you. I remember you were wearing all black. I don't know what you had on. You had a, you had some something on, and I was like. 
That chick's interesting. <laughs> I need hey, to know her. You, I was trying to, I was trying to backtrack to the first time I ever met you, and I'm not sure if I have this correct, but you came to a class I taught on Cicerone versus BJCP upstairs at Liberty Street, and I think I, I could be wrong, but I think that's the first time we met. Well, I that not. was the first time we officially met. The first time okay. I saw you was at Griffin Claw when um, oh, they had a that, meeting. That, yeah, and you were kind of, it's like you were sort of floating through there. And I was like, who is this woman? <laughs> <laughs> she for real? She's like a serial. Spotlight following her the internet. I know. And Where's I don't think her spotlight? feet are even touching the ground. <laughs> I'm so small, you know, I just disappear. Although I guess my yeah, hair makes me stand out. <laughs> I'm usually not very visibly noticeable because I'm too small. So join yeah. Fermenta, please. Yeah. Yes. It's only 30 bucks. I think we may end up having, we'll, we'll figure this out. We may have a promo push where we may. You should do a commercial kind of like the um, the the adopt the animals thing, and like have you do the voice of it. But we'll just have a bunch of beer around, and that'll be for fermenta. I could I could do. This that. Is I know you, you could. This is I why absolutely you know you could. This is why you are in the job that you have. Yes, you are yes, so right there. So brilliant. <laughs> it, it just comes to me. Like I just say, I just say whatever comes to me, and hopefully that's cool. Yeah, uh, a lot of times it's now. not. I could go. Okay, be at the next event, but. Um, yeah, we don't. I think we're gonna we're gonna have something because I, I I think we got to have at least some sort of informal get together, you know, so people can at least go. All right, this is a, couple, a thing. There's yeah, this is a real thing. You're not just sending your money to the ethers. We are real women. Yeah, mm. yeah. and we used really to do all that, you know, like be, prior to COVID, we we did a lot of that stuff. Yeah, they did a ton of that. I feel stuff. like we're gonna get some normalcy this summer. I don't know how much of it, but it feels like <laughs> somewhat. So, I'll take a little. Yeah, of it. I'm saying, I'm saying. Uh, Barb, you uh, introduced yourself uh, and mentioned Siren of Stout. Can you tell us a little bit about the story of how that name came about and why? Uh, obviously, we know why because you're a huge fan of beer and you uh, put yourself in that position. But how did that name come about? Well, actually, my husband uh, originated that name because he's the master of nicknames. He was <laughs> a um, college basketball player. Oh, yeah. It's kind of what brought us together because I was a college runner and a college basketball player. So he is big on when he meets somebody, within 10 minutes, he'll go, nickname, nickname. <laughs> and that's how he remembers you. you sure. Know? Everybody has a nickname. So um, it's kind of hilarious. So when I got into beer and I realized I really liked dark beers, you know, after the Guinness thing, I was like, I really like dark beers. Um, and I was going out and reaching out to other women going, how come you don't like beer? How come you don't want to be a part of Fermenta? How come I don't see any black women in breweries? How come I, I don't see any women sometimes in breweries? And he was like, all you do is yell at people <laughs> and talk talk to them and at them about this whole thing. He's like, you're like the siren of stout. And I goes like, I remember we were laying in bed when he came up with it. And I was like, oh, you did it. Yes, I am. It. What? <laughs> like, That's me, sir. You so did, You did it. Um, That's good. Yeah, I, I took that and ran with it. <laughs> Hell, and I went, yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Did he mean siren is in a really big, loud noise, or did he mean siren in the uh, sort of, you know, myth- mythical The sense? mythical thing, like call, calling people to the rocks and okay. killing them. Without <laughs> without that part. Minus calling the them to the, to the rocks and giving them beer. And then giving them beer. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> what they do at that, that point is yeah, that's up to you. It was more of that. But I was like, I didn't even know you knew the Siren, so that's really great. <laughs> nice. Learning so much right now. <laughs> so much information. So yeah, so that's how that became, and I, I was like, I'm just going to take it and and go with it. So yeah, he, he comes in handy. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, we're, husbands can be. Yeah. We, we Mine can, keeps we me can fed be. in beer. I'm, I'm very <laughs> lucky to be married to an exquisitely wonderful brewer. He's a home hey, what's brewer up, Mike? and a professional Exquisitely. brewer. 
Yeah. Um, mustache so, you know, the, the best. Mustache, is, though, is, also is... Well, you know, the beer is... <laughs> oh, for sure, of course. Important. Of course. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the real deal. He, he'll make stuff that I'll say I'm on the fence about because I never want to say I hate anything. Like, because that's, you know, it's maybe you haven't tried enough. Maybe there's there's something about it that you don't like, but I never want to say I hate anything. But there's been things I've been on the I fence about. pastry stout. And I, which is what I keep collabing with people on, pastry stout. <laughs> she can't drink it. Or she has to say she hates it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, everything he makes, I'm like, this is amazing. And I was like, eh, I can take it or leave it. When he makes it, I'm like, now I love it. Yeah. Score. Damn it. Yeah, every time. <laughs> I, he just makes magic. So I'm a big fan of them too. I, so did, I, I didn't mean for this to go like too late. It's okay. Too, yeah. It's totally okay. <laughs> anyway. uh, on top of obviously the uh, Bishop Lane uh, collab, uh, you guys did another collab, I think the same day. We did that. And morning. then you've also, I want to talk about more of the collaborations that you've done and what those, uh, you know, what the, the process was between those. And there was a purpose and a reason behind those as well. So uh, you, we can talk about those one first, and then we can mention the other one that you guys did on International. Oh, I was going to say, we might as well start with that oh, one. Oh, sure. The, yeah. um, when we did Eastern you guys were over at Eastern, Eastern Market. Market. Yeah. 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 Did you ever get any of that beer? No. <laughs> Barb is missing all the beer that I'm you guys brewed. like out in the summer. Remember I said I'm... I have a present for you in the car? Oh, hey. Uh, there, there, you go. Go. there you go. There you go. Yay. Yeah, that's good. So go ahead about that beer, and then yeah. I'll talk about the other ones. So this was a collaboration. Um, it was, again, International Women's Collaboration Brew Day Brew. It was uh, hosted by Eastern Market Brewing, and it was a collaboration between Eastern Market Brewing, Fermenta, Pink Boots Society, and, oh, my gosh, you put me on the spot. Girls and Pint. All, GPO, uh, Girls, Girls Pint Out. Oh, Girls no, Pint out. Girls Pint Out, but there was also the um, women's group, women's home, that proceeds were going yes, to. I, and don't I remember totally don't that. remember I, the I name, and I'm totally, totally unprepared apologizing as well. no, for yeah. that too. So we all got together on Brew Day, and um, every year Pink Boots releases a proprietary hot blend that is actually chosen by women. So this mm. is kind of a you know a very big project. Basically, they you know sniff and taste a whole lot. You don't taste hops, sorry, you smell them. Um, and, and they put together a blend, uh, and it's it's created into a hop palette with all these different blends of hops. And so if you want, you can get that particular hot blend and and um, brew. Um, a beer for women's collaboration brew day. So we use that particular hot blend. Um, it was a hazy pale ale using that hot blend, and it was a great day. We had the woman from the charity organisation again talk about her charity, and a bunch of women just brewing together and just having a grand old time. Yeah, that's uh, that. When I saw what uh, Easter Market was doing and with you guys, and uh, basically on the on the same day, I was one impressed. You guys were like, we're going to do two of these collaboration beers in one day, but also that um, the way that Eastern uh, Market approached uh, how the beer was going to be presented and where funds were going to go to uh, mm-hmm. after that. That's uh, Eastern Market's always been really, really great uh, for those types of Definitely, things. You uh, know, community outreach. Shout yes. out to Jasmine yep. at Eastern yep. Market too, and everyone there, of course. Yep. So the beer it's actually called With Her, and this is the second year that they've named the beer With Her. Mm. And last year and this year there was artwork on the can that also was done by a woman. Again, I, I yep. can't tell you who it was this year, but uh, a very special beer for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it was, awesome. it, was, it was cool, ladies. That's what's really cool about this industry is, like, it, outside of this industry. When you meet up with a group of ladies, there may be one or two that aren't cool. In this industry, <laughs> any time I've been with a group, a large group, a small group, everybody is hella cool. Every time. And I was thinking, as we're letting you answer questions, we are not Harry Weaver. 
So we we will not. I meant to tell you the thing. We will not take this over. So have uh, your no, questions. We did. You ask. Yeah, yeah. That's so. I wanted to come a little bit. That one I purposely didn't. I wanted. I wanted it to be. Um, more like the, the, off the rails, <laughs> and, and we got exactly what we asked for. So that was great. Uh, yeah, it, was about a that. Lot, yeah. it was a ton of fun. Um, so aside from that Eastern Market one, you did at least a couple with yeah, five I've done shores. five. So you I've done, done Duclaw um, uh-huh. with them, and that wasn't where I went there and brewed with them. That basically was me being on the can. So it was me and five other people who were movers and shakers, I guess. Movers and shakers in beer and trying to just make it more diverse. So that was one. The other ones I actually had my hand in brewing and helping get together. So uh, with Five Shores, we started, it was the Black Business Series, Support Black Black Business Series. And so we would get a business, a black business, and then also maybe we'd brew with somebody else. Um, So like the first one, it it was me. I was the brewer. So me, Five Shores... And it was 21st Cheesecakery in Madison Heights in Ann Arbor, whatever. And basically it was to help put, because the pandemic exponentially hurt black businesses more. I mean, Harvard's done studies that, you know, people, black businesses weren't able to get PPE like other people. They were like, oh, we're just going to turn them down. Like at, at 26% more turn, turning them down than anybody else. So... I was like, you know what, let's do something where we can kind of just get people on the, uh, kind of like just give them some marketing. Because people don't want to hand out. They want to hand up. Yeah. And that's everybody. So with Sean and his 21st cheesecake, his cheesecake is exceptional. It's like the only cheesecake my husband will eat besides mine. Like he <laughs> loves it. So because of that and him being on the can and, and us doing like the release, and he ended up getting, within the first month, seven new accounts. In Michigan. People had Amazing. never heard of him, but because them they were beer drinkers, we vouched for him. He they were like, well, let's let me try it out, and now he is seven, now he's just blowing up. Yeah. That's so great to it's, hear. Yeah. That. I thought it was amazing. I did so, buy that beer. You did get that beer? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. You were helping. Sean of course. Out. Um, and know, also more. on the end, there was also charities we were given to. So it sure. was you know black business, a black brewer, and also a charity. And the next one was Kuma. We, we had another black charity, or just a charity, but uh, we didn't have a business because Kuma was the business and the brewer. And the brewer. Right. Yeah. So shout we out to Kuma. Like, he was both. And then oh, this, and shout out to that beer. That was, it was a sorghum. <laughs> that was really a sorghum good. IPA. And it Is that was the one that you guys phenomenal. released at Cultivate? Yes. Yeah, and yeah we released both of them. Blue, you released both of them. Were they both at Cultivate? Yes. Yeah, and uh, I remember seeing the pictures of the lines and all that. That's it's gone very quickly. It was gone very quickly. Yeah, the yeah. first one sold out pretty quickly. Um, then I think it was in kegs, but as far as the cans, that yeah. sold out really quickly. Yeah. Um, that was released in Cultivate, but it was during the pandemic. Sure. So right. um, Matt was being very, the owner of Cultivate was being very careful about who could show sure. up and yep. that thing. Right. Kuma's, people were just, you know, it was a little bit open, so they showed <laughs> up. The third one we have coming out actually next Friday with Black oh, yeah. Alder. Sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Remember, that Heck was, yeah. That had, like, carrot cake or something in there? there it's was some banana sort of bread. Banana so bread. it's okay. going to be a candied walnut banana bread stout. Damn. Not a pastry stout, just a stout. And we have Amazon pastry. It's, it's got she made the banana bread. I was going to say this pastry in the stout. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, it's not a pastry stout. It's, it's just not. It's stout. the stout with pastry in it. Stout with We're flavors. We're not calling it a pastry, pastry flavors. Just calling it a the stout. assistant regional pastry manager. Stout. I'm, I'm still going to buy some. Whatever you want. <laughs> That's great. 
Yeah. Shout out to Black Calder too. I just got oh, those yeah. cool dudes. Just I just yeah. got they, they have the best logo. They're my favorite. I just love yeah, their logo. Uh, yeah, they're they're pretty awesome. So that should be coming. That should be, we'll do a pre-sale on that next Friday. Okay. And then um, I think I'm probably going to dispense it somewhere in Rochester. So um, why do I have something else? Oh, Griffin Claw. Yeah. Done one with yeah. them. I'm going to do another one with them. So. Like I said, this, it's been, this whole group, this whole industry has been very welcoming to me. So I'm very, very lucky, but I totally understand when other people go, I don't feel welcome, I don't feel yeah. appreciated, um, I walk into a brewery and I feel uncomfortable. But it's funny because when I tell people that that doesn't happen to me, like I remember I told my mother that, and she goes, well, maybe you have rose-colored glasses on or you don't, you're not noticing it. And I'm like, you know what, You can't, if people, if you don't, you can't discount somebody saying they had a bad experience and then discount somebody that said they had a good experience. Yeah. Everybody's experiences are valid. So um, sometimes you get better to be lucky than good. Not sure. Lucky. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's, uh, that's definitely, uh, if you listen to uh, when we had Wayne, Harry, and Sasha, on, yeah. um, that's definitely something that we talked about is, you know, feeling welcome when you, when you come into like instant. Well, I wish I could have been there because I like was like, oh, I can say this here. Yeah, uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one too. Um, I mean, they have to step a foot in before before, yeah. before the first foot crosses the threshold. They could already tell if they were going to be welcome or not. I mean, that kind of stuff was. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Can I tell I, a I quick Harry story when you, when you finish? I didn't mean. To oh no, go ahead. Hell yeah! All right, so you know, I, I've known Harry for years and years and years and years and years, a long time. So many, many years ago, in another job that I had in a retail store, actually, we had this really limited edition beer, and it was like really highly sought after and super limited. And I had, you know, probably a dozen brilliant customers, but I wasn't getting a dozen bottles. I was getting like three bottles. And so what I did on this day was like, okay, I invited my best customers in, and we would just open and share right there because I, I didn't have enough to give everybody a bottle so this was a lot of fun so just coincidentally at the same time I had a reporter actually call me and said hey you know can I come to your beer store can I interview you first woman sister and blah 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 and I went, okay come on Saturday I've got this special thing we're gonna do so um Harry was part of this this is why you know Harry comes into it so I got the beer and what I actually did because it was so highly regarded I made a little altar for it I love it <laughs> and I put the beer up on the altar and then when um, my friend Nicole um who at the time I just met and she's the writer I was talking about, she came in to do the interview and take some photos and I had everybody bow down. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it was just a really fun time and Harry was part of that. So, of course. Uh, Lovely. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. What is he part of? Not <laughs> true. That's, uh, you know, there's, a, uh, we go into developing relationships through beer, right? And I've had so many different relationships internationally where you know, uh, uh, Craig Thorne, um, shout out to C and Tiffany. They are um, two podcasters, business owners who, uh, Craig is Australian uh, and he moved to Canada. Now he's a Canadian citizen. They live in Montreal. And I got them to come to uh, Michigan Summer Beer Fest. Wow. For the first, that was the first time I met them in person. That was like five years later. We had just been talking back and forth uh, online, Instagram and stuff like that. Um, and then finally I talked him and uh, his co-host of the podcast, Scott uh, and Tiffany, uh, his partner, um, Craig's partner, to come down for, for that. And they came and stayed. And, uh, well, it's like you already know them. Right. Like, yeah. And it was is gone because did, you're like, there was, how are the kids? There was, zero, <laughs> there was zero weirdness. So there's that. And then, you know, uh, you know, Zach interviews me one time. Now we're friends. And, uh, you know, same thing with you guys. Like, you know, I, I think I met you the first time was at 
Depth Day two years ago. That was the first time I met you. Yep. Uh, and then Annette, I told the story about meeting you for the first time. Like, there's always all of these relationships that develop uh, through beer, and I'm always amazed by uh, how that comes about, and it, it continues to happen. Um, so I don't know if you guys have the same experience as what I do, but I feel like you, I've met so many new and different people. Uh, well, just media just for helps being, too. Yeah, sure. it does. Like, sure. It really does. A huge like I'm noticing as I'm like doing these videos and and talking back to every single person. It's it's you know people will latch on to like when I said I was at a track and field alumni. Then people out of the woodwork. Oh my gosh, I ran the four by eight in college. I did it, and so now there's another level of sure. intimacy you have with this person that you don't you know yeah. from Montreal or England or whatever. And so whenever you meet these people, it's like, and it's funny because I'm like if I never do I run up and hug them? Do I, like, how well do I know them? Well, now, I, now we know you don't. At least right now, you've got a cover while we're still in the pandemic. You can. That's true. So I'm like, but but I know how old their kids are. I know what school yeah. they yeah. Like, I really yep. know them. But, yeah, that's kind of the thing with, with social media. But then beer people, on top of that, are hella cool anyway. Right. So when I travel and I go to places, the first, people will go, hey, do you know where to go? Do you know what to do? Do you? You know, I am at this bar. And no one does it in a creepy way about, hey, you want to meet here? <laughs> no. They'll just literally, this is where you should go. This is what you should do. And yeah. it's cool. You yeah. never, Wherever you are, you're not without people. Yeah, sure. Exactly. I'm going to Australia um, next month to see all my family. And, you know, I have a network of, of beer people I hang out with there. And, again, I, you know, it's not like I knew them before when I was in Australia. Probably most of them weren't born then. Um, but anyway, I'm going back. I'm going to be hooking up with a bunch of Australian brewers and um, actually the president of Pink Boot Society, Australia, is another, you know, she's like a fabulous woman. Lovely. And just, I, I'm really excited about this. Um, and also to the extent where I'm actually going to be proctoring a Cicerone exam while I'm there. <laughs> nice. Because, you know, Amazing. I know the people and, I, and they're able yeah. to, with, with the Cicerone organisation right. and, and myself going there, you know, like there's a need for it now, so I will do it when I'm there. So it's very much an international community. Mm. So are they paying yeah. you? They're paying for your flight, first class? First class. Private always. jet's going to circle around a couple always. of times. Yeah. Since you're going there for work. <laughs> <laughs> I can yeah. try and ride it off. There you yeah, go. Yeah, there you go. There that's, you always, go. that's always the route to go. Um, so uh, I think we're going to uh, wrap it up. Uh, there's one thing that I didn't do at the very beginning that I usually do, so that's fine, is talk about what's going on at Bruce oh, yeah. right real quick. <laughs> um, so we have, we just released a few different things, uh, some are a little bit later, but uh, uh, Panda Bear has been out for a little bit now. That one is still on shelf, so you can look for that one. Uh, the big things that are coming up, uh, so... Sorry, Citrus Blonde 15 I was packs. Say, please say Citrus Blonde 15 Citrus packs. Blonde 15 Thank packs you. are out. Uh, we have a, some pretty new, uh, uh, when I say pretty, I mean nice looking uh, printed cans now for Yumtown, Cloud 19. Delray's always been in, in those new cans, so look out for those cans. Uh, but also, what's going to happen uh, within the next. A uh, couple weeks is we will be releasing the new co-branded Detroit City Football Club uh, collaboration beer. Uh, brand new name. So we started off with Bring Out Your Dead. That name changed to Smoke Delay IPA. That threw a little threw people off. That was kind of uh, our fault because we decided to let fans name it. and uh, They named it properly. Uh, yeah. It just threw off people by seeing smoke on a beer can and thinking it was going to be a smoked IPA. So, uh, uh, so uh, I was thinking it had something to do with 420. I was no, like, oh, no okay. I mean, it, here we go. Uh, <laughs> 
But uh, this new beer will have a, a brand new name that is uh, approved by the team. And uh, a shout out to the city of Detroit, the team, and of course, uh, the Northern Guard supporters uh, as well. So it wraps up a, a lot of different things on one label. Uh, Ian Burke did that label again. Uh, he is our, our go to guy. Uh huh. Yeah. See, there yeah. you go. Another connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then the, the last one is our big batch of Cereza del Rey. Oscura. Finally. Uh, so Come we on. did a 100-barrel batch of that, and that will be Ooh. released in the next week next week or so. Yeah. Uh, so right in time for Cinco de Mayo, so keep an eye on that on the shelves, uh, in your bars, here at the tap room. Uh, and then uh, thank you. Yeah, go ahead. You're I just have one something. really quick thing to yeah, say. Yeah, sure. Just, I know we're out of time, but I just want, if anyone's interested in uh, Schoolcraft College's yes, Thank you. Uh, brewing and distillation program, first of all, you know, we have um, bishops about to graduate. So here is proof <laughs> that our students and graduates are getting jobs in the industry. Um, it's a fabulous program. It's a 25-credit-hour certificate program. You can do it in two semesters. There's seven classes total. Our faculty is just like state-of-the-art. Uh, we have just experienced faculty, and they've all got quali- qualifications just up the wazoo, like tons of them. Um, Barb actually took one of the classes there. Um, it's a fabulous program. Um, I, I don't even know how to tell you to reach out to the program specifically. It's, you know, obviously, schoolcraft.edu is the webpage. There's information on our webpage about the program. People can reach out to me personally. Fermenter, you know, you can contact me through Fermenter, um, etc. It's a great program. And education is key, especially in this competitive industry now. The class was amazing. I'd do more if I was closer. <laughs> Dry was, like, killing me. I was like... <laughs> But yeah, Sorry, it, it's, it's no, that's right. No, 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 to no. That was, that, that was to, important. To prove that you know, there's there are uh, people who go into the program and get a, uh, a job in the industry. Actually, uh, how many people? Do you know the number off the top of your head? How many of the brewers here are from Schoolcraft? I know there's two. A, I know there's, Eric. There's and Eric. Bishop. There's Bishop. There's Sean. Do you know Sean? Oh, Sean was in that program too. Yeah, yeah. and there's been a few. Dave Dave Miller was here for a long time, yep. and he left and moved out of state. Yep. There's um, been quite a few quite people who've gone through that program who. Uh, work here, have worked here. I think here. the 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 cool thing too, uh, especially for here, and I think Bishop can um, can uh, talk about this a little bit too, is that um, you know we have the big hundred barrel uh, Browcon uh, brew house, and then we go over to the Nano, which is a two barrel brew mm-hmm. house, to where you're getting a lot of experience on a lot of different things on how a small brewery would work compared to a, a larger production brewery. So, I mean, that's I'm I hope. That whoever's uh, here working on either systems are getting that, and you know, hopefully at some point can advance their career and know uh, exactly what they're doing and how they're going to run their brewery um, or their brew house, whatever situation they get put in. So um, I think that's that's another thing that this industry also helps with is uh, you're able to learn from so many different people and uh, and do so many different things that uh, it doesn't really matter what position you're in. Um, you can learn from a brewer if you're a marketing guy, or a brewer can learn from uh, uh, from a, a marketing guy, or a marketing guy can learn about marketing from a brewer uh, nope. that has great ideas, right? So um, there's good point. That's uh, that's a lot of we're all connected. Yeah, for sure. Well, and people don't aren't doing this with the information. Oh, I've no, noticed. thank God. No, everybody is doing this. The everything runs in, everything runs out. Yep. So. Um, which is kind of funny because you'd think sure. every, I, I don't want anyone to know any of my secrets. Yep. I don't yeah, want no, anyone to start not, their own like brewery that at all. and be but more I guess popular the, than me. And that but, isn't how anybody is. But that's what you learn is there are no secrets. Yeah, they're, they are not. <laughs> right. So Otherwise, like people would keep them. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah it could be true. Right. I choose to think it's because of 
how awesome people are. They're like, let the but no, but I but I think that's this, but that's but that's what I'm point. That's my point is that people are that cool. There are no secrets. What what you need is what I have, and what I have is what you need. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Oh, and Fermenta. So once again, please join Fermenta. FermentaMichigan.org. You can contact Annette on at anything. Um, contact me on any social media. You're an Aussie Annette on Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. yeah she's Aussie Annette on Instagram. I'm Sirenist out on absolutely everything. <laughs> So please, 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 you know, join Ferment. We have so many um, unbelievable scholarships, and we would like to help you get to where you want to go. At mm-hmm. Fermenta, you belong. Lovely. That's our new tagline. Heck yeah, I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it. Thank you, Bishop, for coming out. Thank you, Barb. Thanks, Bishop. Thank you, Annette. And uh, as always, thank you, Tommy. And Tommy, the best. <laughs> this guy over here. Oh, Zach. Yeah. Just in case yeah. you're wondering, yeah, uh-huh. that's me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, yeah, thank you very much. And uh, we will be recording our next episode here pretty quickly. It might be recorded by the time we get this one out. But uh, Sunday we will have a podcast full of podcasters, reviewers, uh, bloggers. um, A bunch of hot air in one. Yeah, it's going to be be really interesting. It might be another one of those two-hour ones. But uh, we got Better on Draft, Draft Therapy, uh, Sombier, Dewey Pod Monster. All at once? uh, Zach and Bruce Brothers. Uh, Sasha, oh, Sasha's going to be here for that one. So, oh, yeah, Sasha awesome. will be on. Uh, I haven't seen her for a while. Yeah, there's going to be a lot Hi, of people Sasha. tune in for that one. It's going to be really cool to hear, uh, you know, their approach to the industry from uh, not inside but from outside in. So uh, tune in that. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys like next time. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>